busy weekend for uh, the police across uh, Toronto and the GTA and um, hearing about another shooting, this one a homicide involving a 29-year-old man who's now just been uh, identified, Shamar Powell Flowers, who was uh, killed just by Danforth and Carla on uh, Sunday morning around 3.30. Now, this is just hours. This is Greektown. So just hours after they had had a... um, a remembrance, a memorial for the Danforth shooting. And, of course, police are then responding to yet another homicide. Nearly by the same area, nearly to the area in Leslieville where a mother was just shot and killed. And it's true. You get, you get people say, well, look, homicides are down. Yeah, homicides are down. But shootings are not down. Less people are getting killed. But major crime is up. And so it's really hard, I think, uh, to determine, like, what's exactly going on and how is it going to be solved? Because it's kind of fractured in so many different issues. Let me bring in my friend, Louis March, who I haven't talked to in a while, founder of Zero Gun Violence Movement. Good to talk to you. You getting some downtime this uh, summer? <laughs> I'm hoping so, Alex. i got to get one of those power washes, though, you know? I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's a life changer. My bat, I would be able to stand today, Louis, if, I, if I'd just done it properly. Uh. Uh, yeah, so I, yeah, well, what happened on the weekend, the, the scary thing about this, Alex, is mm-hmm. look, it's so unpredictable now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the safe zones have been breached where you think you could be uh, shopping, enjoying the summer weather, mm-hmm. hanging out with family. You just don't know what's going to happen. And TTC. You just don't know when, where, and how it's going to happen. And something has changed. Something's in the water. Something has changed. Because how do you police? How do you deal with this issue when you don't even know where the problem is going to pop up next, right? Yeah. And that's concerning. Well, it is concerning because it's metastasized and and not every um, area needs the same response. So, I mean, you have spent decades working in the community. You talk about mentorship programs. You talk about working with youth. You talk about all these programs that you and others have been trying, uh, you know, um, to bring into vulnerable areas, but it's not really um, in one or two different areas. This is now citywide. And, you know, whether it's gang members walking around with no fear, doing their business wherever, then you've got all these safe injection sites that bring in, you know, criminal elements, then you've got mental health illness issues. And then you've just got this general sense that there's no rules. And I think that's that's the major problem. Previously, with gun violence in particular, there used to be codes. It used to be regulated by the gangs themselves because they didn't want to bring any attention to their business or to themselves. So they were selective. Gun violence was sometimes the last resort, whereas right now it seems to be the first response. And it's a different type of violence that we're seeing, the unpredictability of it, uh, the brazenness of it, the young people, right? the influence of social media. Uh, there's a lot of things going on out there and we're always reacting, responding to it. Our challenge is how do we get ahead of it? We were in. We were in that area yeah. on Saturday. We went to the vigil. Uh, we were at Carlaw and Danford and there was just a mile inter- between two people and it blew up into a big fight. Right at Carlaw and Danford, just after the vigil, the public intervened to 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 resolve the conflict that was taking place. When I got home, 
And then I woke up the next morning and I heard that there was a shooting at Carlisle and Danford. We were there. We had been there for the vigil, but there's people are on edge. Mm-hmm. And the least provocation now, the gun is the first thing that's pulled out, or a knife. Or, or, or. I mean, it doesn't matter what people are, are clearly carrying. And, and we hear a lot, Louis, you know, we've got to get to the root of the issues. Um, there is not just one route here, and we've left it for so long. Um, we need solutions now. The longer now. we take to get to yeah, it, the more it, difficult it becomes. Right, right. We, we, ha- we, need, we, didn't, we need a new youth engagement strategy. Like, we've got a lot of programming. Like, most of these communities, Alex, are, are programmed to death, right? There's programs every single corner of the place. But is it the type of programming that is reaching the population that needs the help? The people that are involved in criminal activity are not going to show up at your program. Mm-hmm. 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 Right? They, they talk about these 9 to 5 programs. If you're working from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., this population is, is going to be in bed or playing video games. If you're talking about 9 p.m. to 5 a.m., then we're talking. So we have to come up with a new strategy. We have to come up with a new youth engagement strategy because the youth today and the criminal activity that's taking place is different from what we saw 10, 15, 20 years ago. Sure. And we cannot be using the same strategy of yesterday today. Yeah. And, and there's a whole bunch of issues. We've got the organized crime. Um, we've got, you know, biker wars. We've got the gang violence. We've got, there's just so many things that have to be addressed. I don't hear any level of government, any kind of seriousness uh, to start dealing with this. And so what you see, Louis, is, is a lot of frustration. People course, will eventually leave. There's a level of fear and despair yeah. out there. As soon as you hear a noise right now, the first thing that's going to come to your mind is gunshots. Sure. This, this is not the way it used to be. This is not the way it should be. Right? So there's a level of fear and despair on the TTC going for a stroll on Queen Street on a sun. Like, there's a level of fear and despair no, and anxiety. This is not the way it's supposed to be. We have to do better at addressing this issue, and we cannot continue to pray and hope that it goes away. No, we can't. And we can change things like bail, uh, which is something that has to be done. We also can change the, the programs. But have you, uh, have you changed your thinking, Louis, because you know knives are a big reported crime. We've got people carrying axes. We've got people carrying all sorts of weapons all over the city, and that's why they're ha- they easily have access to, to weapons if they feel threatened. And so do we have to go back to? Would, would people be open to going back to carding? Because if people think that they can walk around with weapons all the time, they do, and they are. The, the issue of carding, we, we have to be honest about it. Carding is illegal when you target a certain population, okay? Carding is legal when you suspect that something is about to happen. As policing, you can go and you can intervene, you can question, but then you have to document it. And that documentation is become like a, an excuse not to do it because you just have to talk about everything about why you did this. So we've got to look at that whole process. If you think a crime is about to happen or there's some criminal element, the police have the right to go and intervene. But you just can't intervene for the sake of intervening based on one community or the color of a person's skin. That part is illegal. Th- that I agree. But, look at it. but I th- take another look at it. Yeah, I think, but, but I think you, it, we've got to get back to people getting the impression that if they're caught, th- there will be trouble. And so if everyone gets back to thinking there are consequences wherever I action, because it seems to me, Louis, there's no consequences out there that people um, are afraid of, of getting. 
Alex, look, the bail system, okay, I'm going to say this and you might think differently. The bail system is working. What is not working is the administration of the bail system. You cannot have a judge. You cannot have a crown. You cannot have a defense and a surety sitting down in a room deciding on this is the right thing to do when this person has 10 charges, mm -hmm. unrelated charges, and you're going to set them free. These four people, someone's got to examine their mind, their headsets, right? How the heck, sorry, why would you be doing putting somebody out on the street that you know is at risk to public safety? Yeah. These are four people that we entrust to, 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 to carry out justice with the best interests of society public safety at hand. And these four people cannot make the right decision? That seems to be the case, but uh, it's not helping anybody. It's certainly not certainly helping. Certainly not. Yeah, not your work. Uh, again, I feel like I feel like we're, we're way behind, way further behind no. than we ever were before. I, we, we, we need strong leadership, Alex, ugh. that realizes what's, what has changed and what are we going to do to get ahead of it. We cannot always be responding and we cannot entrust people to deliver the law and justice that we have no confidence in. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk again, Louis, and I hope uh, at some point we get to talk about this with all of this in the, in the rearview mirror, but there's a whole lot of work that has to happen before then. So I'll thank uh, you for the work and I uh, hope you uh, get some downtime. That's, that's a plan. That is a plan. Good. Make it. Make it a plan. All right. There's a Louis, Louis March. If you want to find out more information uh, on his organization, uh, Zero Gun Violence, movement um these guys have been working for years and years and years to try to bring change and we're going we're going the wrong way and as he says how come crown attorneys police lawyers how can they can't figure it out that is a good question